Welcome back. I'm Graham Richardson. Um, memory loss and um, aging and all that comes with it, of course, something that uh, deeply impacts millions of people and families across uh, across the world. Uh, Dr. Robert Reinhardt's a lead researcher at Boston University. Um, he's writing about a new 20-minute non-invasive treatment that could reverse memory loss, a new study says. Um, Dr. Reinhardt joins me on the line now. Thanks for joining us. Oh, glad to be here. Tell me about this. Having me. Yeah, tell me about this study uh, because uh, this would uh, this would this grabs a lot of people's attention because um, oftentimes, of course, the uh, the onset of more severe memory loss comes with uh, greater complications for life and uh, obvious the, the obvious uh, uh, things that it can lead to, like Alzheimer's. Uh, t- can you tell us a bit about the study? Absolutely. So, as you and your listeners probably know, the brain communicates through these uh, small electrical impulses. And that is the information in the brain is conveyed uh, through these electrical impulses or these brain rhythms. And what we showed is that we can apply uh, extremely weak electrical current, safe and non-invasively. It's alternating current, the kind that comes out of the wall socket, uh, in a very specialized way um, that's keyed to the intrinsic brain rhythms uh, implicated in memory processing and as a result, control and enhance um, these brain rhythms and their corresponding memory systems, and especially for people with poor cognitive function. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. It sounds like a simple procedure where they would do it at home themselves? This was in a laboratory context, but perhaps um, in the future, it could be something wearable, um, lightweight, and taken home with a patient. Um, But right now... Um, it's really for investigational use in basic science and clinical labs, but potentially if it goes through the proper channels of clinical trials, becomes FDA approved, it could, it could eventually wind up in a doctor's office where you could take it home. Mm. What, what, what kind of results were you getting? So we're seeing, um, uh, yeah, a little more about the results. So we can uh, electrically stimulate the uh, frontal part of the brain and at a high frequency and see enhancements in long-term memory. Um, and we could also stimulate uh, further back in the brain called the parietal region, kind of past the crown of the head, at a low frequency and see enhancements in short-term memory. This is really important because we've known for a while that space matters in the brain, right? Mm-hmm. There's like little pieces of brain tissue and they correspond to different mental functions. Mm-hmm. But the big like basic science takeaway from our, our work was that frequency also matters, the frequency or the speed of the brain activities. Um, and so we can tune our brain stimulator to different frequencies of alternating current and uh, isolate and augment those brain activities that are implicated in long-term or short-term memory processing. We do it selectively, so we have that kind of flexibility to just improve short-term memory or just improve long-term memory. And another feature of the findings was that the effects could last for at least one one month. That's what we were finding. Um, So this really kind of lays the foundation for a proper clinical study of people with Mm. mild cognitive impairment, right, the precursor to Alzheimer's disease and also those with Alzheimer's disease. So um, you found that it lasts uh, a month. I I see in some of the studies it... uh, certain procedures would last only for a, a shorter period of time. Um, would would people feel it as you were doing it? Like, what does it feel like? 
Yeah, so you're, um, we did find that the effects last for a month, and that was 20 minutes every day for four consecutive days of this non-invasive stimulation that target these memory centers in the brain. Um, what happens is you come into the lab, we fit you with these, this elastic cap. It's like a swimmer's cap, and embedded in it are these various sensors, and those sensors deliver the extremely weak electrical current um, that are configured in a way where the current is funneled so to increase kind of maximal entrainment of that certain piece of brain tissue. So it has high spatial resolution. Hmm. Um, but you're just wearing this cap. It has uh, sensors or electrodes embedded in it. Um, you feel a slight itching, tingling, poking, warming sensation over the first minute uh, during this 20-minute period. Um, and then your skin habituates to it. So it's really um, minor uh, side effects, if you could even call them that. So the, the most extreme effects, are this kind of itching, tingling, poking sensation. Hmm. Um, but then you adjust to it after that first minute or so. Um, and then you can experience these these memory improvements if you have the electrodes configured in a certain manner um, with the repetitive nature of this intervention with effects that last that we're observing um, out to one month. And um, do you know why it's effective? Yeah, there's a, there's a few ideas based on animal... Um, research and computational modeling and the work we have from humans, um, the mechanism for how it works is called entrainment. Um, so it refers to this temporal locking between the rhythm of the applied stimulation outside the head and the intrinsic brain rhythm inside the brain. Um, that is, the, the electrical stimulation is kind of taking control of the timing of the brain activities. So time is a really important variable in the brain. We've known for Sometimes so the brain is constantly sending and receiving these packets of information at very fast speeds. And the brain rhythms um, are this really exquisite solution that the brain's evolved to have to efficiently coordinate those fast-moving bundles of information that ultimately make up our memories. And, and the people who participated in the study, were they all seniors, or does this help younger people too? That's a great question. Um, they were all seniors, 65 to 88 years old, um, and some with memory complaints, but no formal diagnosis of an age-related um, condition. This could potentially work for younger people. Most of our work is with healthy young adults, um, but then some of our work gets into people with schizophrenia, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and age-related cognitive impairment. So, But it's a great question. It's something that we'd like to look at in the future to see if we can see these same benefits in, in a younger population. What's next for this? Well, it's, um, I, I guess I sort of just alluded to it. Um, yep. There's kind of three research threads. We're looking at uh, enhancing various cognitive processes in people with schizophrenia, um, reducing um, anxiety symptoms in people with anxiety disorders, such as generalized anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder. And then the last thread, the most recent, the one that's most relevant here is um, to port these insights over into a proper clinical trial with people with mild cognitive impairment and Alzheimer's disease, which, like you said at the outset, is devastating and the prevalence is uh, just dramatically rising in people uh, with Alzheimer's disease as the global population is um, aging very fast. Fascinating uh, to talk to you about it. I really appreciate you coming on, Dr. Reinhardt. Thank you. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, some exciting uh, developments there. Uh, with wide implication. Um, I didn't want to ask him this, but I mean, there's that fear when you're talking about these kinds of things, 
you know, the old electroshock. Is that what this is? And it's clearly not. Um, this is mild, as he said many times. This is mild stimulation that very little side effect uh, over a, a given period of time for multiple days. Um, and that's quite something if memory comes back. Can you imagine? I've had it in my family uh, where uh, memory slips. Uh, I, even me, I can feel my, you know, that's why I asked about younger people because uh, my recall, I think, has deteriorated over the last 10 years in a way that I, uh, I'm i noticing my age, you know, at 52. And so I'm wondering whether, you know, this is not just, this does not just have an implication for people the most severe side, the seniors who, um, you know, are with, with Alzheimer's, whether there's other applications for this. We'll continue to watch it. Uh, he's out of Boston University.